0: Hey guys. Welcome to still not episode 526. This is John. And I'm Chris. And this time Paul's the sucker that's not here. So You know, I take two weeks off because I have a baby. Uh baby Finley is actually in my arms right now. And then Paul, oh, I can't record. I'm going out of state to a Taylor Swift concert. Like he's I'm gonna get tiki here. drunk. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we're going to still do some of the segments of the show, but it's going to be, uh, main topic is
1: movie we fix. Call, we can call this a movie fix. Yeah. And I'll still do the movie fix episode artwork for, for this one. And I'll put that out to you uh,
0: for, yeah. for old time's sake. So we're going to be bringing you the top geek stories coming to you this week, whatever week this is. Uh it'll be for the episode uh five five June twenty-first. June twenty-first. Uh we're gonna do the list. And uh main topic, one of my favorite shows right now. Uh we're gonna be reviewing the first two episodes of From. Uh season two is two episodes away from wrapping up. So two more weeks, it's gonna be over. So uh, before we get into main topic, uh,
1: Having just watched this, is that what people refer to this as? Is just like, oh, the TV show From, or is it like, are people calling it, oh, you know, From, as presented by, by M- MGM M-M-M-Plus? Plus? Which I'm glad I was able to watch it as a Amazon Prime uh, viewer, because I had no idea how I was going to get to this, because who has MGM Plus? Uh,
0: I have it. So I could watch season two. Because uh, <laughs> only just the clicked, first season is on Amazon Prime. Just clicked through it uh, and joined it uh, through Amazon. Because Amazon owns MGM+. Plus. But this originally started out um, on another platform. I forget what it was. It, like, not freebie, but one of those kind of shows. One of <sighs> those
1: what i hate because now everybody has to have their own and it's just it's a cluster man
0: um but it was owned <clears throat> it was owned by Amazon so Amazon took it off of that put the first season on Amazon to watch for free if you have Amazon Prime and then because they own MGM plus they put the second season on there so you would have to subscribe to watch it because when you texted me and you're like oh
1: you know want to talk about this let me know if you can watch i literally just googled it quick and i was like okay from streaming platform and then mm-hmm. popped up amazon so i was like okay cool like i have one of my friends amazon logins like she made a profile for me cool and then when i went on to amazon it was like available with mgm plus subscription <laughs> i was like Crap! Like we don't have that, but then it's also just available as a Prime subscriber. But then when you click on it, it has the first season, and then it's like, oh, season two, you have to be the MGM Plus subscriber. And it's at that point that I was like, okay, we've hit the streaming bubble, (laughs) and that bubble's got to pop. Much like I popped the top
0: on my can, oh, just just because it's not episode. Still got a drink. Uh, and that's why I'm drinking a light beer while I hold a baby. <laughs> uh mine's six point five percent, so kinda kinda light. Um
1: but what are you starting off with?
0: Uh, I am drinking new to the Bush Light series, uh Bush Light Peach. Um and this is pretty delicious. Um I still think I would prefer the apple, but they are not making the apple anymore. Um mm. But bushlight Light Peach, to me, it is that peach flavor you get from, like, Snapple uh, peach tea. But then you get that kind of grainy beer in the background to it. So it still kind of tastes like a beer. But it's a great summer drinker. And that peach stays on your tongue. Like, it just, it just lingers there with a nice peachy flavor. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> uh, myself.
1: Tonight, Yanni and I went to one of the breweries you've heard me talk about before on the show, Ellipsis Brewing, just outside of the uh, airport here in um, Orlando. Ellipsis Brewing announced, like, last week that they were closing. Uh, They have two days left, so this was basically our last chance to get in there because they do close tomorrow, uh, June 16th. So while you've heard me talk about them, by the time you hear this episode, Uh, It's going to be posting June 21st, so they will be closed. Um, Packed house there tonight. I'm glad people are going to show their appreciation and patronize this place like one last time. I had a lot to drink there, so I decided to start off a little bit lower ABV. As you heard me say before, this is 6.5%. And this is their—they've gone to Plaid. And this is a New England-style IPA brewed with citrus, Strata, and Ella Hops. Uh, They've gone to Plaid, being a reference, of course, to Spaceballs. This was one of the releases they had on Star Wars Day, May 4th. Uh, It has Barf the Mog on the can art for John Candy looking great. Uh, It's a beautiful-looking can. I feel like it's an AI-generated, like barf but it looks so good um no complaints it's a nice drinkable new england style ipa Um, it's got that nice citrus pop from the hops um i'm sad to see ellipsis go it was one of my favorite orlando breweries Uh, it's a brewery that actually yanni brought to my attention when we first started dating because I hadn't heard about it before, and her dad had gone there and was like, oh, this is a great place. Your boyfriend likes beer. You should take him here. Uh, (laughs) And then it quickly just became one of our, like, hey, we got the night off. Let's go. Every time we went, they would always have something new on tap. Always appreciated it. Um, Sad to see it go. And, like, when we were leaving, like, Yanni was, like, legitimately saddened because it was like the brewery that made her realize she liked beers Uh, and And it's 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 closing you know you never want to see it happen
0: it's one of your places you know like oh yeah oh ellipsis it's one of my breweries like to me my two favorite breweries that i would say i have to go to when i would go to orlando is number one would be sidewards but a close second is ellipses yeah and sidewards is because it's got food. Like, yeah. you could sit, you could sit right? there long and drink.
1: When we were driving back, and I was literally, like, holding her hand as we were driving away from it, my my words of consolation were, hey, we still have deadwards because, John, I can't wait for you to come down and we can go to deadwards because it's a knockout. It's not a replacement for ellipsis. Like, very different atmosphere, very different beers. Um, but at least it's like, Hey, we still have a place to celebrate. So, you know, Ellipsis, you had a great three years. I look forward to seeing if you're able to come back, um, where you might wind up going. Um, and if not, Hey, thanks for three years of great beers. Um, you were a place <laughs> I always wanted to bring everybody when they came down. So
0: <laughs> it was so close. It was the first spot, like, all it right, was right, so even the right there by the airport, airport. Right loved it. Uh, yeah, I I I thought about using my um my glass from them, but that's too complicated. Yeah, that's okay. you, got, you got
1: a baby in your arms. I um I had picked up a four pack of Cowabunga last week, and I drank that out of my rocksteady glass because you had you got the bebop one, and because at that point I didn't know if we were gonna have a chance to get back there, so it was kind of like my my farewell. So I'm glad I got to go back. And I think I had like six beers while we were there. So, you know what? Serve them in style. I had uh pretty much one of each style of beer. Like I had, well, technically two sours. They're Russian Imperial stout. They're uh, Hefeweizen and IPA. Uh, and I had a Pilsner. So I, c- I can't complain. I did a good tour of the taps. So yeah, that's all you can do. So I can do is send them out in style. But you know what? Let's not lament what we've lost. Let's celebrate what we've gained.
0: I thought we could just go right into uh, John, John Ramita oh. away with oh. just just uh, you know piggyback piggyback on that.
1: <sighs>
0: okay. okay, you continue to piggyback. Uh, yeah, this week we we lost another great um, with uh, John Ramita. Uh, senior, I guess, if you want to say that, but the only John Romita that counts in my heart uh, yeah. Lost. I'm not a fan of uh, Junior's... They're coming to get
1: you! you. Yeah, police. (laughs) There's times I hate living down the street from a firehouse. (laughs) It's always when I'm recording a podcast. But, yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of John Romita Jr.'s artwork, but... We were texting when, like, literally the news broke that John Romita Sr. had passed away. And a true legend, like, going back and looking at his Spider-Man artwork, it sets the tone for all the Spider-Man stuff that we still get today. Like, I know Steve Ditko co-created the character, but that Romita artwork, like, it's what you expect a Spider-Man comic book to look like now. Like, it's... It's today's Spider-Man done in the seventies. Yeah,
0: yeah, it yeah, it's, it sings. Uh, just like you said, it just sets up that that what that book should look like. Uh, you said it perfectly. Yeah. So you know that's
1: sad, and I feel bad because I don't really pay attention to older comic book creators. I mean, we have our favorites and our go-tos of the modern age, but seeing that he had passed away is kind of one of those moments just like wow we're we're coming up to that time where the people that created and built these books were were going to start losing more of them it's kind of heartbreaking
0: yeah i think uh, i think almost almost all of them have have passed or if you know they're just out of any type of spotlight or out of any kind of working uh, mentality. But, yeah. But, hey, you know what? Maybe
1: maybe some good news. Uh, heading us into our summer movie blockbuster, Bracket Buster. Uh, John, you were absent from last week's episode where Paul and I had talked about it because uh, just
0: because you're not here doesn't mean we we don't got movies to talk about. so <laughs> <laughs> The bag board uh, train keeps going, even it, if I'm not on the... It
1: keeps chugging along, because uh, last week we did have the opening of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which completely dominated. We all have this going very far in our bracket. Um, not to dwell on it, since we talked about it last week, but did you have a chance to see this yet?
0: I have not. Okay. Uh, we Probably this coming week, uh, I'm going to take Grayson to go see it we've been he's gonna dig it (laughs) it's so good uh i think in the last week and a half we've watched into the the first one is it into the spider-verse yeah uh we've watched that like four times
1: and i knew across the spider-verse was gonna end in a cliffhanger because they had already announced like the finale is gonna be two parts leading into um Beyond the Spider-Verse. But it's... Watching it, I was still coming up like... It needs to end. But I don't know how they're going to end this. Because there's still so much stuff happening in it. And it's very much like a... Empire Strikes Back ending. Where you're like... Wow. I have to wait a year to see... Resolution for this? Holy crap. Um, Yeah, Amazing.
0: And there's so much stuff that from this one, I couldn't help but see stuff about it Um, and how much stuff was set up in the first movie that leads Mm -hmm. to all the stuff in the second. Like they have they had a plan while creating all of this, which is great. I love when they have a plan and they're going to be able to do that. But also, how cool does uh, Donald Glover look in the Prowler costume?
1: That moment hit me not just as a Spider-Man fan, but as like a Donald Glover childish, childish Gambino fan. I was just like, "Wow! I mean, he's he's made it." But like seeing that moment, I was like, "You you did good,
0: kid."
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um. It's so good. It deserves all the accolade that it's getting, and I'm glad we all believed in this movie enough to like have it progress through the bracket. Uh, but making its bracket debut, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, uh, debuting with $61 million. So it's not the highest grossing movie we've had on the bracket. It's not the lowest grossing. It's going up against Insidious The Red Door, which this movie was previously known as Insidious: Fear of the Dark, but they literally just changed the title of it back in March, which I didn't see because I don't follow these movies at all. I think I saw the first one and like one of the spin-offs, maybe I don't even remember. Because um, is The Conjuring a
0: spin-off from this,
1: or is that its own thing, but it's similar?
0: Um, the Conjuring. I don't know. We probably talked about all no. of this. The Conjuring the episode, is or... its own and there's okay. stuff that spin out of the Conjuring are the things the... that have the spin-off stuff. The nun. The nun. The nun and the Annabelle are the spin-off stuff. Is there something the that's the not
1: from Insidious? And I literally don't know if we talked about this on the Bracket Buster
0: episode. So the first I think the first two the first two movies Maybe the first is this four? Is this Insidious Four? I think this is five, five okay. I think. Then the first I think this is four. The first two or three follow the family. And then oh, you're thinking about Fast X. Uh they follow the same family, the the uh uh Wilson's family in that in that movie. And then the Third or fourth one is a prequel to the older woman who helps them. It's like a prequel none. It's a prequel story for her as a movie. And I think they were gonna just have like her be the th- line for that, but it wasn't like a great movie. So I think they went back to the Patrick Wilson family. Okay.
1: Um I'm not opposed to seeing these movies. Just it's one of those things where I'm going to need to like be in the mind frame to sit down and watch it much like I am for transformers, which this transformers has my attention more than like previous entries. It's getting really good fan reviews. It's at like a 91% for fan ratings on Rotten Tomato- Rotten Tomatoes. It's at like a 53% for critical rating, which that's fine. Like I, I trust my people um someone i worked with saw and he said it was a lot of fun and it do you know where it ends like spoiler what it's setting up no do you want to know care.
0: i don't yeah you okay can tell me. i don't care because
1: i i don't even know when i'll see this uh spoilers if you do want to hear about it like jump ahead like two minutes whatever uh it ends with them introducing gi joe into the transformers universe Which when he told me that I was like, Well, that's actually kinda cool and like I would probably be jazzed to see a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover movie, like with Duke like riding around an Optimus Prime or like Snow Job on like Soundwave. Like I don't know I don't know, like I don't know where they could go, but I was like, No, like that's a crossover that could be fun and would would make sense like in that toy movie universe. Yeah. Where we're like, yeah, let's have fun with this kind of
0: crap. I did hear I did hear rumors that they were talking about doing the the crossover between the two. But the G.I. Joe movies have never been hugely successful. I mean the They've last been, one they, they, they did try to be like more than what I think G.I. Joe CI
1: Uh Synergy. <laughs> like I think they need to have G.I. Joe almost be like an 18 or the Losers type movie where they don't go in like high budget like they're wearing mech suits that let them slide across cars on highways like just go in have it be like a dirty dozen kind of they got a mission they're doing it like it doesn't need to be CGI
0: like 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 G.I. Joe yeah like
1: it, it can be cool like I think even Suicide Squad is a good G.I. Joe type movie. Like, you can do something like this without having it be too crazy. Um, all that being said, this is still a movie that I'm very interested in. Like, tangentially, like, fan of the Transformers as a dude in his 40s. Like, <laughs> I'm not put off by this. And I. I would like to see it. Um I watched a lot of Beast Wars cartoon. I see I didn't like that cartoon because it was at that point where CG animation still wasn't good. Yeah. It's like reboot. Like Paul But I Paul continuously tries to defend reboot. It doesn't need that defense. Like it was a stepping stone.
0: Yeah. But that doesn't make it good. I love Transformers. I never was allowed to have Transformers just because my parents weren't rich. Transformers, uh, I was was always told they were expensive.
1: I got an Optimus Prime for, I don't even remember what birthday it was, and I treated that like the holy grail for (laughs) the entire time that I had it because I knew, like, this is the only Transformer that I'm going to have until I wound up, like, trading... I think, a Nintendo game for someone else's, um, like, Starscream or something. Like, it was, like, a weird, like, oh, hey, that's cool. Do you want this? Cool. And then I had, like, a second Transformer.
0: Yeah. It might not even um, been
1: Starscream. It might have been, like, Soundwave. I don't even remember now.
0: But I, it you know, I was early teens when that cartoon was coming out, and I liked it. And I also was like, hey, I kind of have money of my own now. So I had the Optimus Prime Prime Giant Gorilla Guy. I had the Megatron Dragon. Like, I had those, and they were just cool pieces. Like, I just kept them up on my shelf, but I had them. And, um, yeah, like, it was one of those things. And, like, my son's got a bunch of Transformers now because they make super cheap ones, uh, that are just like really crappy plastic that barely transform. Their legs don't really move, but he's got stars. They're Starscream. go
1: bots. You're talking about go bots,
0: pretty much. Uh, it turns I, into a rock. Uh, I, but he's got Starscream because that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite villains. Um, not nothing to do with what we've talked about, but it is
1: bracket related um renfield's now available to watch on hulu so we watched oh. that the other night um after i picked yanni up from work we stopped and we got snacks and drinks and put that on not a great movie but it's fun and you can tell nicholas cage is having the time of his life playing dracula which is what made me enjoy that movie. <laughs> I think it's definitely deserving of its eight million dollar opening weekend. Like it was never gonna be a big draw. It was never gonna be a thing on the bracket. Um I'm glad I got to see it as a Hulu subscriber. Um and I had fun with it. Like it's it's got its moments. There's a couple times that I actually like cackled. Because there's like some fun jokes, there's some fun like over-the-top violence in it. Um, it would it would be one of the movies that you and I would rent after we had graduated high school and would have gotten like subs or like pizza from Brunners and then like yeah,
0: yeah, this is a fun movie, a good
1: good, good Friday night. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a, that's our younger years were a lot of a lot of good. <laughs>
1: A lot of good and bad movies. Twenty five years ago now. (laughs)
0: Uh, Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up for Weekend Geek at all? Anything? What was the opening for uh, Spider Verse? Um,
1: Across the Spider Verse had a one hundred twenty point five million dollar opening, so it beat Guardians of the Galaxy, which was one hundred eighteen. It did not beat Super Mario Brothers, which was one hundred
0: forty six though. And. Mario Brothers is still the highest. opening. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Mario Brothers is the highest opening so far. Wow. Yeah. Which, I did Little not. Mermaid had 95, which was surprising, because we all kind of didn't think that was going to go anywhere.
0: I thought Mario Brothers was going to do well, but I didn't know, I didn't think it was going to be that good.
1: Just the other day, Chris Pratt was like, someone had asked him, and it was kind of like one of those News Bites things, where I was like, oh... Chris Pratt says, "Look forward to news about a Super Mario Brothers movie sequel coming soon."
0: So um, they they'd be dumb not to cash it because it was it was fun. Like I really enjoyed it. I I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, Nintendo and Illumination are in talks. From what, uh, an article I read, they are in talk, talks about a sequel and uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, sign me up. Done. Yeah. I'm there. Like, yeah, they, they, Mario they tr- probably will love Zelda. Like, yeah, you got me. Yeah, I think I think they would do good. I you can take any really good story too from these games, they've had so many good storylines from the Zelda games that you well, could, I mean, you could do it. They they took a game that really doesn't even have a story.
1: Like Mario's a plumber who has to save a princess. Like and they still made it engaging enough with all the Easter eggs and side characters that I I loved it. But yeah Do you have a uh,
0: another beer you were gonna crack into? Not at this are you taking moment. It easy? Okay. I'm taking it easy, but also I'm just texting my wife if she's gotten her son down so she can come get the baby from me. So I can hey. not sit in such an awkward position or drop a microphone on a, a child. No worries. The the soft spot will cradle the microphone. I got the you got the the cushion on the
1: Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, So we can head into the list. So this is going to be the comic books that we're looking forward to buying this week, today, June 21st. And, I mean, talking about beginnings and endings, the comic book that I'm actually looking forward to picking up is going to be the final issue of Batgirls. And this is going to be Batgirls number 19 coming out from DC Comics, written by Becky Clunan, art by Michael Conrad, Um, Stephanie Brown, Cassandra Cain. Their story coming to a close. Becky Cloonan has done such a great job telling like a street level Batgirl story, like giving them some room to breathe. I hope these characters don't go away and they wind up appearing in some other Bat title or Bat family title going forward. Um, Again, I think I'm a bigger fan of the supporting Bat family characters than I am Batman. I mean, I love me some Robins. I love me some Nightwing, some Batgirls. You put three of them in a book, and I'm there. Like, sad to see it come to a close. Uh, Next week is the final issue of the Tim Drake Robin book. That was turning around. I was buying that, and it was really getting better. Uh, That's coming to a close. So I'm hoping all this stuff relaunches as either, like, New Batgirls, new Tim Drake, or again a Bat family like rotating title. Give me that. I'll buy it DC, please. Um, but I'm also happy like, hey, get to save myself like an extra eight dollars a month now because I won't be buying Batgirls or or Robin.
0: Yeah. Uh, a book I'm looking forward to coming out is, uh, and get ready for this. It's a mouthful of a title bone orchard mythos colon tenement number one. Uh, so bone orchard is a book that, uh, Jeff Lemire has written and this is going to be in line in a shared universe with, uh, with that, with the tenement and the tenement, uh, Brings the story of seven residents in a building and the dark secrets that bind them together. Uh, but the big thing is Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sarantino um, <clears throat> doing this book. Uh, I do enjoy when those two get together. I do enjoy Jeff Lemire, uh books. Some of his books have felt more of a miss lately than a hit, but uh, he's one of those guys that I am. Always willing to check out what he's gonna be bringing to the table, and this kind of seemed like a fun book um Sarantino had put some art up on um, Instagram, and a lot of it looked really cool that I was like eh, it's worth it's worth checking this book out
1: I think Jeff Lemire's definitely a good idea man like he comes up with ideas for books that like when you hear that kind of like Elevator picture, you're like, yeah, okay, like what was the one about the uh the truckers driving through like Canada? Because he's Canadian, so um, I don't know, I don't we, rem- we read it for a look back, and I don't recall the title of it, um, it was a while ago, though, right, yeah, it was. Podcast oh. time. It was a few months ago, but it was probably like probably two years ago years now. ago. Like, I don't know. Um, something road. I don't know. I can. I have the internet at my disposal here. I could. Phantom Road. Um, Phantom Road. Yeah. I great ideas. Um, I, I feel like he's a better Mark Millar. Where he comes up with something great, I think Jeff Lemire delivers more on the actual like execution of it. Cause didn't he do that other one where it was like the uh, the black the, hammer stuff? Well, he, the black hammer stuff he did, but it was like the airplane that landed at the oh
0: that might the airport have been. and
1: like the like the snowstorm, but it was like yeah, that might have been him. it. It brought monsters to land too. I don't I don't remember the name like again. Great ideas. None of it sticks with me because a lot of it is just like, wow, this is really cool. I I would watch a TV show of it. But before we get into that main topic, I do have my next beer from Ellipsis, uh, Rest in Peace. And again, this is part of their releases that they had for May 4th. Also a Spaceballs themed beer. This is their At Last We Meet Again for the first time for the last time. Uh, Much like their barf can, this has a beautiful Bill Pullman as Lone Star <laughs> with his Schwarzwing uh, laser sword. And this is a Berliner Weiss with grapefruit, rose, grape, and orange, 5.2% ABV. <laughs> and this is a nice tart grapefruit. This isn't your ruby red, like, super sweet grapefruit. Like, this is that. Yellow to orange, like, super tart grapefruit. And I think the orange and grape are giving it a nice little sweetness on the back end. Because on First Sip, it's just, like, a lot of that kind of grapefruit. <clears throat> like, the like the membrane between the fruit. Like, it's that kind of, like, pithiness. Uh, I don't love it, but I'm... Behind the scenes stuff, John uh pawned off his daughter on <laughs> someone else. And in that time, I got up, got my beer, and I drank probably a third of this, like trying to formulate my thoughts on it. And I think they're they're mostly positive. Like I might have came off a little bit negative at the beginning, but thinking about it, I'm like, I've been talking too long. I need to
0: take another sip of this. Yeah. And while you do that, I will talk about Royal Crush Juicy IPA from Flying Dog. 6% Citrus IPA. Uh, and this is, it's good. It's kind of grown on me. I've, wa- I've washed the peach out of my mouth. This is Juice Force from uh, New Belgium Light. Six percent versus hmm. nine and a half. Okay. Not as big of those juice, um, that orange juice, pineapple, grapefruit kind of juice to it. This is a really nice, crushable, orangey IPA. Um, really not a lot. There is more beer flavor to the Bush Light Peach than to this. This is really just big orange candy uh kind of up front they say it's a tsunami a citrus and i would say it's big big citrus on this um pretty enjoyable i'm uh i am liking this i probably would like this more being outside on a hot summer day or uh any day except for like a week out of the year uh in Florida. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, oh, this is nice. This is I'm actually really liking this. Hmm. I I like juice force. I don't know how I would feel about like
1: a lesser version of it. Um, I mean, not having tried it.
0: The thing I feel is, like is, it would
1: have to deliver more like a rounded fruit flavor to to like sell me on it. More, I guess more fruit than IPA because I think. Fruit force is like a great i p a with fruit flavor like
0: I don't know this is just this is a lot of fruit without any like beer qualities to it um it's it's nice though i'm actually i i really do like it 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 hits the notes that it's going for there's so many beers that followed suit after juice force that were like Oh, the big orange bomb and this and this and this. And then you have them and you're like, well, this isn't delivering what Juice Force delivers. And this is delivering what it's supposed to be like. This is orange flavor turned up to 11. Hmm. Not too tangy? No, no. It's like it's like orange candy, like a candied orange flavor. Okay. Yeah, Who made this? Go. I'm sorry. And F- flying Dog. flying. I can't get Flying Dog down here. I'm sure
1: mm-hmm. they exist, but, like, my beer store might just not have it.
0: But. I mean, they're a brewery from – they started in Colorado and then moved to Maryland, and they're a Maryland brewery now. But so, didn't they just well, get, like, bought by – Bought by Saranac? Oh,
1: I can't get Saranac here, so.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Never mind. I was thinking, like, well, maybe I have a better chance, but i never – Nope. Forget it. Yeah. But you know what I could get down here? Uh, was that from? Yeah, you heard about the <laughs> my hesitation and difficulties getting it. Um, from. So, John, you brought this to the table as the discussion topic. Um,
0: uh, how did you hear about this show? Oops. I saw the advertisements for it uh probably i'm watching something on amazon and it would pop up on my phone from time to time and it was like from the creators of lost from the people of lost from and then it's um starring harold Perrineau, who you might not know the name but you've seen him because he's been in everything
1: he, he's in so much stuff uh I loved him on Lost as Michael, like the single dad trying to raise the son, which you then find out like he really didn't even know until like his like wife kind of pawned him off. Like you know, the guy that was running down the beach screaming "Wall."
0: Yeah, that was Michael. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he's he's starred in movies alongside Anthony Hopkins um he's been in uh countless series that he's either ha- had a long uh a long tenure on or big story arcs lost being one um he, he was the narrator of uh oz on hbo which was like HBO. never watched it but i heard it, it's really good hbo's like first big tv series um thing um, but he's been in so much stuff. Uh, he was in Romeo, the, uh, Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Lerman. Yeah. Uh, the Constantine TV series. He was the angel in that. Um, that was he was could the, be wasn't he in one of like the DC movies? I want to say it was Constantine. Didn't
1: he play like Papa Midnight?
0: No, that was the guy who um, okay. uh, I can't think of his name. He's uh he's he's in the Marvel movies, uh, one of Ronan's uh, guys. Oh, Jimon uh, J- Hansu. Yep, I was just gonna okay. say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm no, looking you, on
1: Harold Perrineau right now just to see what else. Matrix Reloaded. Oh, he was leak. He was in Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah. Oh, he's in so much good
0: stuff. Why is he not bigger? Because he's fantastic. Yeah, uh, he's great, and. He stars as the – he's the lead in this show. He is the sheriff of the – all right. I'll continue to – This show – (laughs) okay. I was trying to tell someone about
1: this show today, and there's no way to talk about this show with spoilers. But, again, I've only watched the first two episodes, and I feel like the spoilers that we will talk about – Are revealed within the first like five minutes of episode one, so they're not really spoilers. But if you're jumping into the show not expecting it, then yes, it could be spoilers. But I feel like the spoilers are won't even get you to watch the show. Show,
0: Uh, yes. But uh, anyway, so I I've been seeing it, and it I've heard like everyone who watches it loves it. Um, the Russo brothers are involved in producers. The um, Some of the other producers of the show are from Lost. And then um, it's created by this guy, John Griffin, who really has created and wrote the show. He'd written on some other TV stuff. Hadn't really created anything. But the show, when I saw the trailer and how I pitched it to you, is it's Lost. Oh, most, I love Lost. Uh, Midnight night mass oh i love Nightmass. Uh, mass yeah how could you not love it and some other platform that i'm like i'm not gonna get that and then I, I pop up on amazon and i was like oh it's it's free on amazon and i did i started watching it and it would be every night i'd come down and I watch like three hours of the show because each episode is like an hour long are they that long? We watched it after we got home from like work last night
1: and after the first one I was like uh oh. I just I I didn't tell you any about it. I just I put on like episode number <laughs> two just cuz I was like oh what'd you think like <laughs> like
0: put on, like number two Were they really that long cuz like they go by quick. So much happens in every episode. But, but I it's had a moment, not so
1: much happens where it feels, like, dense and, like, you're like, oh, like, it's still going on. Like, it's
0: engaging. And uh, everything is – that world is set up before even the people who are new to that town get there to have everything explained to them. Oh, you know, yeah. like – Spoilers, that, but not spoilers, but spoilers because it's all up episode one, like – yeah. Uh so um but yeah, so it, it 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 was on Amazon, I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, this series has gotta be almost over. And I look because I feel like I've been watching it for days, and I look I'm on episode six of ten and I was like, Why the hell why the hell do I feel like I've watched so much of this show? And then I look; they're out like fifty-minute episodes, and I'm like, "Oh, they're hour-long episodes." I've watched six hours of this show. No wonder I feel like I've watched so much of it. Uh, But yeah, it's—I—I loved it. I was hooked. Um, I'm paying for MGM Plus to watch the second because you had
1: like before we even talked about talking about this show for this episode, you had brought it up like weeks ago. Is like, hey, check this out. It's Lost Me, Midnight Mass. And <laughs> I'm I'm going to throw it over to you in a second, because uh, I'm at the end of my beer, so I'm going to get an, another one. But then I'll let you kind of talk about the premise of it. But as soon as I started it, you have just that moment where it's um, – I feel bad. Uh, Harold Perrineau's, like, sheriff character, Boyd Stevens, walking down this, like, sad – small town street ringing a bell and everyone just like closing up shop running inside for the night and everyone's like oh sun's going down we gotta get inside so at right off the bat i was like okay this is the midnight mass of it like (laughs) vampires like but it's not doing the midnight mass thing where it takes four episodes for them to get to the hook of the show like right at the beginning you're like oh something's going on here and then right after that like it's not even like a slow burn like you start like very grisly very violent so at the end of that i was like oof so uh
0: general premise john general premise there is a small town Um unconnected to is, everyone is the town, oh, so spoilers because i have i've watched two
1: episodes is the town called from because the first two episodes they don't give the town name and no. yanni was watching this as just like a, well what's with this town and i'm like well that's where the lostness of it comes in because <laughs> y- you don't know what they're going through but does the so, town have a name
0: No, but I will say where they get the from from is and this is something you'll find out like the next episode or maybe the episode after that, like three or four. Everyone is from a different place in the United States. Like, no, it's not the same road people travel down. Oh, okay. There's people who they came in from they, they came in from Texas they came in from oh, california like they were driving there they all drive in they see a tree downed they get out they look they see the crows circling over they get in their car they turn around and then they drive into this town that they can't escape from and you see the the one family they drive through the town they take a left they drive through the town again you missed the exit. Ah, they take no, a right. It, it's they a cer- drive it's through a the circle town back. You got to make like a U-turn. Where the they, fuck did you see the turn?
1: Like we're driving straight.
0: Yeah. They they turn around. Turn around. They drive back the way they came. They're in this town. And then the 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 hitch is at night these people dressed up like they're from the 50s come out of the woods and anyone who they run into they slaughter uh and they don't just slaughter them they torture them they play with them uh and that's kind of like the the big thing is how do we protect ourselves how do we stay away from this i love that the monsters
1: are just people and they do make a point to say they just smile like they're there. They're just agreeable. They're friendly. But hey, then let me help they, you. Oh, there's the moment when like they run up to the like the the house where it's almost like it's like that separate group of like almost like settlers that have their own like like commune. So the
0: town the town has been separated to the to the town, and then um the house, like this big house up on the top, and that's clear, oh, your like survivors and your others. Yeah. Um, and not to give anything, not to give anything away. No, you, you can talk
1: about it. like this show. Episode... I don't know when this came out, but like it's been out for a while.
0: <laughs> last so. year, Se- season two is airing now. Um, but the next episode they have a. They have a, like a, their own little ritual, which is like you pick a flower, you go to the house, you take a rock, you stay in the town. But then that's your line. The town people say to themselves. The house people stay there. Donna runs the the house. I really like Donna. Donna's really good. Um, and Boyd, Boyd runs, um, Boyd runs the town. So, like, they they have their own little, like, rituals kind of set up of how to do it. And they are protected in their houses by these rocks that have these carvings on them that you hang in your door. And if they're hanging in your home, the monsters cannot get into their house. And it there's like I, I keep trying to find more and more stuff about the show like online but they don't give any information like the littlest things that they've said are like each rock has a different image carved in on them they're not Mm. all the same and then they're like well does that the people who have those rocks do they have some secret meaning to them like to the family who have it in there and they're like i don't know (laughs) So, so it's just like I mean,
1: again, we we're talking about a show that came out last year. Well, the first two episodes available, because it doesn't seem like it. Because again, the first episode starts off with the grisly murder of a family who, you know, they they slipped up, and the monsters get into a so- house, and the talisman is knocked off and it's on the ground. So the the sheriff Boyd, like he picks it up, but then later on like he's in this rv that was part of this accident that led this new family to coming to their their town their settlement however you want to look at it where he brings it in and they set it up overnight and that's enough to keep like the monsters away because it's hanging in the window like that's what it takes it's up you block the window so like the monsters can't like see you they can't like talk to you like because they'll, they'll get in your head um but that's that's it and then like vampire rules like you have to invite them in so i i don't feel like i'm getting lost because it's like well it can't be like too tied to like who has it because He's just got one, like they hang it up in a mobile home, and like that's yeah. He's just got he's got it in his
0: pocket because he picked it up and he. But
1: even at that point, like they're not sure it's going to work, but like they're talking themselves into the fact It's like no, this 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 will work because that's what they have to do in that moment.
0: The yeah, and there's so like I mean, get ready for the roller coaster that is the show if you are. I I'm taking it that you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I I really
1: dug it. Like I I love this right. because it was scratching that lost itch where it's a big like like sci-fi horror like on the side. Loss is a little bit more sci-fi, um, but like that sci-fi horror mystery, but then engaging characters that you care about. That the story is important, but like you're you buy into the characters and their relationships to each other. Like I already said, like the the person that runs the the commune house, Donna, right from the get go, I was like, oh, she's interesting. Like from the moment that Boyd walks up to her and she's like gardening and he's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here, which. Yeah, the two two sides. And then like the second episode where you're in the house with her and she's telling her like origin story, like how she came to the town, I'm just like, oh, she's a badass. Like she's like the John Locke of the show. Where you're like, no, this person, like Yanni and I drew our sides. So I was like, no, I would want to be in the house with Donna. Like <laughs> Donna's got
0: your back. Like Boyd Boyd's got your uh, Boyd's got your back too. Uh, yeah, Donna Boyd's and Jack. Yeah. Donna's lock, like,
1: but I I like the fact that I'm like again there's that crossover with Lost because some of the the producers like you said are there, but it it's hitting that nerve that I haven't had hit since we watched Lost like every week when it was airing, and I was like, this is what it feels like to have that event TV viewing, not just because it's like a cultural touchstone like we've had recently with stuff like Mandalorian or like some of the Marvel stuff like because I talk to people at work about WandaVision or Loki like because you know like hey this is cool two episodes in I watched both of them in the same night I'm already like I need to get more people to watch this show so I can talk to people about this show I
0: could tell the people at work were sick and tired of me talking about the show and finally like there's a couple people that i was like i know you'll like this you got to check it out and then the one guy came in and was like yeah i love it and i was like oh great and then i was like let's get joe and (laughs) joe you gotta watch he's like listen i got two day stretch where i'm not working i'll watch it then then he comes in and he goes like i hate you and i was like what he's like i watched five episodes in one night like and i watched the first episode with my wife she went to bed i kept watching it i gotta watch all those episodes again
1: uh again we watched two episodes last night and while we were watching it like yanni was laying down next to me but she was paying attention and after we <clears> finished <throat> watching the second one like i put yeah. on something else um we watched the second episode of the disney plus muppet show like okay. uh, The M- the Mayhem may- one. May- ma'am and then we watched the third one, and after that, like that's when she was starting to like, kind of like doze off. And I was like, I kind of want to watch another from, <laughs> but I was like, at that point, I was like, I couldn't do it because I didn't want to have to continue watching it later and ever be like, wait, what happened? And I'd be like, oh, you slept through episode three and four and five. It's fantastic and. Again, it's all coming off of the characters. Um, And I feel bad because you're thrown into it. Like, you are like that family that's driving down the street. Oh, here's the tree. We gotta take a a detour. The Matthews. We're driving through the town. Turn around. Go back the other way. We're driving through the town. Like You're learning everything alongside them, and it's so good, but you're meeting all of these people and there's like the creepy guy that just watched the peaches from the kitchen.
0: One of my favorite characters of the show. Okay. Cause at that point I was just
1: like, is this a David Lynch show?
0: Like uh- so he comes off super creepy. But then when you fit, when you find out his story, you're like, oh, it makes total fucking sense.
1: Even like um, Boyd's son,
0: Ellis, Ellis,
1: like, Ellis is like he's living on the commune and like they're, he's they're this strange. dude that every, but everybody likes and loves and respects. And he's an artist like. And then you have, like, the creepy girl that's hearing the voices and her, like, well-meaning brother. But she's, I don't know, killing people, but she kills that dude that was in the car accident. Like, because, you know, the monsters are telling her to do it. Like, that's the only way they can get rid of it.
0: She kills him and then eviscerates him to look like the monsters killed him. And then she leaves the door open for them to come in to the hospital with people who are staying there.
1: Like the the deputy and his like dementia ridden father, like again heartbreaking because you get to know the deputy character and he's just over it because this is what they do every single night and he has this moment where he's I'm thinking about telling him I can't do this anymore I can't find any more bodies and literally that night is the event that happens where the the crazy girl lets the monsters into their up, like possibly. hospital, but it seems think to, think it used like a to be a community
0: It's like a yeah, like, community center or a school or something.
1: Cause there's like a stage set up like with chairs yeah. and it looks like they were doing like a Halloween play or something. But that's where they're, like, they're caring for people, and they they eviscerate the nurse and his, like, Chinese father that has dementia that just loves playing chess, and he's so good at it. But then you feel bad for him, and you're just learning so much about these characters, and, like... I already love, I mean, Harold Perrineau as the, the sheriff, the paramedic girl who's just like, oh, I was a medical student, wound up here. Not the residency I was planning on, but we do what we got to do. We make our own sailing. You yeah. can't get supplies. There's broken down cars, trucks everywhere because you can't get out of this town. You try to, you just wind up back there. Yeah. Like a weird Bermuda triangle Triangle. of monsters. And like Donald's whole monologue telling the mother of the family that gets stranded there is me and my sister, we were going hunting. She was a badass. She got killed by (laughs) these people. I had to hear it for hours while I was hiding in a bush.
0: And then the other thing, too, is like the way she carries herself, the way they have everything set up. She's like, I've only been here for three years. Yeah. And you're like, what? What? I thought you had been here for for longer than that going back to like and that was the thing that yanni was talking about it's like they
1: have gas but they've been stuck there like where are they they're not driving places they know they can't go anywhere so they're like driving out to the woods and back maybe like every couple
0: days uh yeah and you also like also all the cars that aren't being used you just siphon the gas from them yeah uh but also just wait they have like these mo- like throwaway lines we like where are you getting all this stuff find it in the woods (laughs) like we don't know we found we found these chickens when we kill the chickens like new ones come in they just come wandering out of the woods and we're like oh you know we got them like it's
1: from what i know it makes sense because stuff can just arrive there just can't
0: leave there's so many stuff and there's so many characters that you are going to be like oh man this guy's great and then you get like this you get this crazy turn with them and you're like oh i don't know if we can trust this guy anymore but, like, there's so many people that you're like, oh, man, the the priest, the priest in there, he's so likable. And him and Boyd are their best friends, but they don't often see eye to eye on stuff. And Sounds it's, like
1: he's a Saeed.
0: Mm, but they are, they definitely play off of everything really well. And what's really what I think is really great is there's only two actors in the show that I recognize. Boyd, uh, Harold Porinu, and then the father, um, the Matthews' father, the the people that come in on the RV. I only know I him, know him. Uh, from Band of Brothers. Oh, uh, I never, I never the, H, the HBO World War II series. He's in that. And that's the <sighs> only thing I've ever seen that guy in anyways. like I've never seen him in any follow-up TV shows or anything or movies and band of brothers is one of those shows like every few years I rewatch the whole series again it's it's an excellent series so I know that guy's face that it's just like oh man it's great to see him in a, in something else uh since it's been like 20 years since since that
1: i knew i was going to like the show because <laughs> friends forever like <laughs> if you tell me i'm going to like something i'm definitely going to like it but there's times that I might not be prepared for how how true that might be. And I think this is a great case of it. Because you said, oh, we can talk about this for the show. First episode ends on a cliffhanger. So maybe, like, the first two. You didn't even need to say that because I would have <laughs> continued to watch it after that first one. Because it is, like, so engaging and so engrossing that lit literally right from the beginning when... He's walking down the street ringing that bell, and you have the girl, like, kicking people out of the diner. I was like, oh, I I like this, because I like touching the talisman that's hanging next to the door, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be important. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, as a fan of genre TV shows, this checked every single box that it needed to to get me champing at the bit for, like, every next scene and every minute of it because it did it. It's only like ten o'clock, but Yanni's already in bed. We we went to ellipsis, like we had like six beers there. Like she's she's done for the night. I'm sad I can't watch the next one. I mean I could, but I would have to go back and rewatch it, which I can't do because while I'm rewatching it, I'm gonna be like I should be watching the one after this. <laughs>
0: I there was uh a, a, was half expecting when we got on here because we just kind of was like, Hey, are you gonna be able to watch these? And you're like, Yeah, it's on Amazon, I can do it. So it's like, Okay. There was a like fifty percent of me was like, Oh, we're gonna get on and Chris has watched all of it. Like <laughs> it would have been just like, I had two days. I I got it, I got it done. Like, oh I don't know, I don't know I'll, know I'll know talk to about that you, the first season.
1: Um this is definitely going to be the type of show where I want to watch everything, but I know I'm going to need to pace myself because I can only watch the first season because I don't want to have to subscribe to
0: MGM Plus to see more of it. But I will say this. In two weeks, season two will be over and you could sign up for MGM Plus. For a free trial. See that's how they got me on
1: Stars Because I downloaded that to watch something. And I was like oh it's a free trial. And then like a month later. I was like wait I paid how much. With my Hulu subscription to watch something on Stars?" It was Blackphone. That's what I
0: had to do. Oh. It just clicked. Uh, $5.99. So it's not like you're going to get. Uh, totally get, yeah. crushed. But it just know. As soon as you're done watching it. You just go and cancel. Yeah, and trust me, when you get to the episode ten, you're gonna be like, "All right, where's where's MGM Plus?"
1: I I trust you. I believe you. <laughs> you're my brother. I
0: know oh this. I
1: I might, but hey, what a what a great show, listener. Have you heard of this? Have you watched it? Because. I think this is flying under the radar because
0: besides from you, I haven't heard it's anybody. It's super under the radar. And I think half of it is. because and I don't like that because it's so good. Like,
1: I don't want this to go away because it's paywall. Like, yeah. I think that was the good thing about losses because it was just airing on ABC. Like, it was there. You could watch it. You heard people talking about it oh, let me check this out, and, like, you could get into it. That's one of the things I think I don't like about our current streaming atmosphere. Like, you got to be subscribed to something or know someone who's subscribed to something that you can get their information, but then it has to be something that you can watch without being in the household because now yeah, that's the cracking. thing where, like, they're cracking down on password and IP sharing. We're coming to the point now with everybody has something that they're putting out And there's so much content that you're just not going to be watching something because you're like, I'm not jumping through those hoops and stuff's going to have to go away because of that. Like things are going to languish and die because like it's not getting the viewership, even if it deserves it. But people aren't going to be subscribing to everything to watch one
0: thing i imagine that this will go up depending on how many people are watching season one on there and then if they're not getting those people jumping to mgm plus that you might see season two on amazon uh as well i mean that's the big thing is it started on some other platform that nobody was watching so they put it on they put it over on this so i'm hoping i'm really hoping I'd love to get to know where everything is going and where everything is coming from. And trust me, the questions you will get or will they'll lead you is like you have you ask me, well, what about that? What about this? What? Why are they doing this? I need some somehow I need those answered just a little bit.
1: I had a horrible human being moment when, you know, your townspeople were trying to get the survivors of the car wreck to the house on the hill in the rainstorm. Like when the sun's going down, they're like, we're right there. We got flat tires. Go. And like, they drop like the drugged out dude. And they're like, you gotta get him up. And I'm like, you don't know that guy. Leave him. They run up to the house. The monsters are already there. Like on the porch. And they're like banging on the door. They're like, let us in. And like the guy is like, don't let them in. I'm just (laughs) like, You wasted time. And I feel like that guy is going to be the Sawyer, which is a character I just don't like and had no redeeming
0: qualities. Jay pretty good. Uh, just wait. Just wait. You're going to hate him, and then you're going to love him.
1: I'm trying to think of a lost character that I hated and then wound up loving. Because I hated Sawyer. Never wound up liking him. Really? I, I loved Sawyer by the end. I don't know. Like, I understood him like once you got his backstory where it was like, oh, Sawyer was like the... Like the fake name that he took because it's the guy that swindled his mom. Like,
0: oh, man. I never then, liked him. Really? By the uh, end of yeah. it, I, by the end of oh, you weren't supposed to like him in the beginning, but the end of Lost, I uh, love Sawyer. Yeah, Dude, of, and Locke set him up to kill his dad, who was the guy that ruined Sawyer's life.
1: Um, I can, I literally cannot think of a Lost uh, like mere person that I feel that way about like I think I think Sawyer was like legitimately the only character that I did not like on that show that throughout the run of it was like yeah you were right for not liking him like <laughs> I don't know but man appointment television or <laughs> gotta watch the tv is back, baby it's back, and you're probably not watching it because it's I'm
0: <laughs> streaming platform tied to another streaming platform
1: Ugh, bubble's got a break <laughs>
0: all, to say. all uh, if, as long as i
1: get season three but Sean, hey thank you for suggesting this really appreciate it and i'm glad you and i have a tv show <laughs> that i can now text you after every single episode oh, yeah. and be like oh my gosh uh, this one and then you you now have like the ability to be like oh just wait wait because <laughs> you know
0: Episode titles, too, are key to what's happening in that show. Oh, God, I
1: didn't even pay attention to the episode titles for the first two. I'm on
0: IMDb. I literally did not look at it at all because, again, we're coming in like fresh. But uh, Long Day's Journey into Night is episode one. Uh, The Way Things Are Now.
1: I could keep talking about this show.
0: (laughs) I know, we tried wrapping it up like 15 minutes ago.
1: I could keep talking for another hour having only watched two episodes episodes. and not knowing anything else about it. But just drawing those lost parallels uh, would keep me going. But I look forward to reading more. Reading.
0: Comic book podcast. Watching more. Uh, I look forward to talking to you about it. Yeah, I'm re-watching it now. I I got Caitlin watching it. So we watched because I was like, ah, I should, I I know everything that happens, but I want a refresher so I know what to talk about. Again, I could keep talking about this. I'm not going to because we need to end this episode at some point. Thanks well, we for listening. Well, we can stop the episode. We can keep talking about it.
1: Okay, cool. I'll get another <laughs> beer. Um, <laughs> thanks for checking it out. This was still not 526. Uh, hopefully we get back on a regular rotation and then we can bring you the other stuff that we didn't talk about, which is... A dramatic reading.
0: Oh, a dramatic reading, yeah. got, uh, a, got, a, got a, look back.
1: a lot of comic books to talk about for the May look back. Um, do all the podcast stuff. Rate us, sub- review us, tell people about us. But also tell people about From. Yes, please. Please.